Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement Podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do spirit-led sermons from the divine. In our household, we worship the Holy Trinity, Father of all of us, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. I was just writing in my journal, notating a post that I had made earlier this morning that the Holy Spirit inspired me to do. He's in a funny mood today. He's in a very hilarious mood. And I love that the Lord has personality. He's a very humorous father. And uh, earlier this morning, I was reading this book. Uh, It's called uh, Mafia Democracy by Michael Friend. Frenzies, I think is how you say his last name. It's very well written. I'm almost done with it. Uh, It's an interlibrary loan uh, borrowing from another library outside of my county. That's the beautiful thing about being an American taxpaying citizen. You get a library card. It's free. And if you desire to have a book, now the rules are it has to be older than one year in my state. I don't know if it's the same everywhere. Uh, But you can request a book. If they don't have it at your library and they can do what's called an interlibrary loan, they can request from another library. They do their little internal email request or phone call or however they do their thing. And then you get the book. Now, I made that request last week and then um, it was available yesterday or two days ago. So it only took a couple of days and they delivered the book. Now, it's a brand new book. It's been only one. I think it came out in 2021. I saw a video about it. It was recommended from one of my community members that's helping me to get informed because uh, political leaders have uh, used me. They've tried to use me as an informant and a spy since 2020 without my permissions and not paying me. So might as well start reading about it. And uh, this video that I had seen uh, was recommended from a community member helping to educate me on the Veritas uh, thing of 2020 and it's oh man that blew my mind open way open I had no idea there was little baby parts dead baby parts they were injecting in all of us humans yeah dead fetus kidney parts of babies why do you need to have that in your body and why aren't they telling us yeah it was all kinds of crazy stuff so uh, he showed his uh, book he said he had just released it and uh or he was talking about somebody else's book. I forget. I don't know. I, you get information from a variety of sources. And I liked the title. I'm very much into uh, uh, spy and action movies. I love America. I love learning our history. And I love the truth. Because I'm a child of the Most High King. And the truth brings freedom. And when you start saying that the truth is relative, that's when you need to be on guard. Extremely on guard. The truth is never relative. The truth is the truth is the truth. Always and forever. Nothing is hidden from the Father. He knows all things. He sees all things and he chooses to love his children. He doesn't love it when his children have free will and choose to sin though that is that is the distinction he can still love us the same and hate the sin 
There have been too many people that have been harming the children of the world for too long. And I'm a survivor of childhood pains. Just like many of you listening to the show are. And I've chosen to do good. I've chosen to make good decisions, to be an honorable citizen in my country, to be an honorable tax-paying citizen, and I've been blocked on purpose from rich, evil people that are making tons of money doing illegal things and trying to cover it up in the government and trying to cover it up in the music industry and in the acting industry and all kinds of things. And when I decided to lean into this calling that the Lord assigned me to in 2018, Boy, did he swiftly move me to the front of the line. And what I've learned in the short amount of time that I have been whooshed up to the front is that um, pretty much people are the same everywhere, all ages. Everybody desires to be loved, loved and heard, validated. And... uh, Everywhere, everywhere. If you are yourself, if you choose to be yourself, be authentic, say what you mean and mean what you say. My dad used to say that all the time when we were kids to my mom because she, I think, had a lot of anxiety she never dealt with. She never said those words out loud, but she would talk and talk and talk and talk around things as us ladies sometimes do. We are, we are flowery with our language. Because we are trained in society to be soft, to be delicate, and to be feminine. And so we are not able to tell you directly, but I am direct. Because I grew up around men who trained me how to be direct. And my dad was tired. I was, I was listening to their arguments. And I was like, okay, so I can problem solve and not have as many arguments with my future partner if I'm just direct. Like how my dad is telling my mother to be. Just say what you mean and mean what you say. And many men can't actually receive that. They don't like that. They say they want it, but they don't. Because when you have a direct woman who knows exactly what she wants and goes after it because the Lord assigned it to her, then you steal from her. Then you try to ruin her reputation. Then you block her from making money in America for three years. Yeah, that's what I've experienced from real men with their power and access to our technology devices, hacking into my phone anytime they want. I've had to buy new phones because they continue bothering me. And all of my associations, every single one of my associations in the last three years, friends that I've known for decades or people that I just met, they just hack into their phones. It's an illegal abuse of power. It's been the worst contest ever. And I married the best man in the world last year and they tried to have us killed. And the topic for the sermon is called juggling for the mind. So when he and I were introduced to each other, uh, Team Biden's top security man and the president of the defunded Blackwater Alumni Group sent me to him on purpose for protections, or what I thought was protections, because they all planned this whole thing out, every single one of them. They paid a lot of money to have another lady win this contest. In 2020, I found out I was in the nominations. What they didn't expect or plan was that all the security guys picked me. (laughs) They thought I would just bow out of the contest. They thought that if they made me so afraid that I would just, boop, I'd just quit. 
but the man he sent me to was uh, Trump's top guy. And uh, they tried to use me as an informant, as a spy, which they do in our American history. If you don't know that, I just found out a few weeks ago from my uncle. Now, my uncle married into our family, and my aunt passed away from cancer, and God rest her soul. She, uh, she did have a full commitment to Jesus Christ in her last few years of life, and uh, she was a music teacher uh, in Chicago public schools for like 30 years. And uh, she met him somehow. I'd, I can't, I'd have to ask him the story, my Uncle Franco. He's such a cool dude. He was not born in America. He was born in Switzerland from two Italian parents, extremely knowledgeable, well-read, professional opera singer. He trained directly under Pavarotti. If you've never heard of Pavarotti, look him up online. He's the most famous opera singer, number one opera singer in the world. He married my aunt, my mom's next oldest sister. My mom's the baby of her side of the family. And uh, he remarried after my aunt passed away. And uh, they flew me out during my divorce process to my first husband. They flew me out. Uh, I needed something fun in my life. My divorce process was terrible. I had a guaranteed teaching job in a brand new school district I was working in. I started at a point six FTE. I was reliable. I showed up and I was coaching after school. They liked me so much. They added responsibilities to me. So I was a 1.0 continuing contracted employee. But by the end of the year, they saw me as a, um, a liability instead of an asset because I'd gotten injured on the job from students that weren't behaving and I didn't have any support. I asked for help. They had a mentorship program for first year teachers there. They refused to help me with it. Yeah, it was a terrible year. And then they tried to have me sign a contract stating that it was my fault why I wasn't returning. I refused to sign it so I'd be eligible for unemployment. They didn't want to pay me. They didn't want me coming back to their school. It was the worst experience I've ever had. And then I, I joined a direct sales company and I started making the plans of escaping my marriage because my partner had lied about being a Christian, had lied about recommitting his life to Christ to my father that same year. And was drinking himself to sleep every night and told me prayers were stupid and God wasn't real. Yeah, I've been through some real BS from men. And he illegally moved our entire bank account during the divorce process. It took four months for the courts to do anything about it. Even with me hiring a lawyer, I had to spend money on a credit card I didn't have. Because my ex told me we weren't going to do lawyers. And then he had his best friend who was a lawyer come over to the house for four hours one day that he wasn't even hanging around. He didn't even, he told me so much crap about this guy, Steve. Wasn't his good buddy. He'd known him since third grade. He was a terrible lawyer. That's what he told me because he lost, he cost his parents money. And he was an average lawyer, but he gave him free lawyer advice as a friend, which to me is deceitful because we agreed we weren't going to use lawyers. So why do you need your friend to come over and give you counsel for what? And moved our entire bank account. I had zero money coming in. And my uncle, he listened to me during my divorce process and his new wife, Kim, awesome people, incredible patriots. And, uh, he wasn't even born in America, but he loves America. He dreamed of becoming an American citizen. And in the last few years, he paid a lot of money he followed all the legal 
requirements, and he explained to me how long the process was because of the pandemic and made it almost impossible for him to get it done. But he has a lot of friends, and he helps, and he adds value wherever he goes. He was paid thousands of dollars for singing in California back when the economy was better before certain people were in office in the last probably decade or so. He's such a cool dude. Such a cool dude. He paid, he and his new wife paid to fly. Well, uh, I had a free flight. They paid for my hotel uh, for um, a singing contest during my divorce process to give me some hope, some joy. He added it without me asking. That's what family's for. That's what real true friends are for. And uh, the Lord reminded me to reach out to him in the last few weeks and reconnected with him and his wife because they... Uh, they showed up for me as attendees in my concert series for the launch of Aaron Nicole Ministries. And uh, they had some issues being able to log in because people were messing with my associations, blocking them from even getting access to a free concert for veterans and first responders, messing with people's technologies, felonies, for a free experience because they were jealous because the Lord poured favor over me and a bunch of people showed up for me because I have strong associations. You can't steal. You can't buy. You can't pay off. Many people that you did pay off, those aren't my true friends. I've had to learn in this political contest that's the first ever in history. I've had to learn to let some people go in life. Jesus is my number one friend. No matter what, I've got him. And, uh, My family are awesome. Family is defined however you define them. Sometimes it's blood related, sometimes not. But even though my aunt died, he's not going to not be my uncle anymore. He, was all, he will always be family. And now I've inherited a new aunt, my Aunt Kim. And they love President Trump. Whoo, they know all the BS going on in the world and in our country. And they do not stand for any sort of pedophilia or any sort of illegal activities. They are law-abiding citizens. They are tax-paying citizens. And they have great associations. Outstanding associations. Yeah. And I think the Lord reminded me of juggling of the mind this morning because I'm, I'm reading this book, you know, I'm watching these, like, spy movies. I like the criminal minds, the CSIs, the, uh, uh, the action-packed um, movies that, demonstrate respect for our first responders and those that help with crimes. I don't know why, but us ladies, we, uh, we tend to watch these shows. I just, that's just what the stereotypes say. So I like it when, when stereotypes are true, uh, when they're not harming other people, right? Or making fun of other people. If you can make fun of yourself, then it's fine. And uh, I never imagined that I would learn valuable career paths just by watching TV shows. I didn't watch a lot of shows growing up. I spent a lot of time avoiding any sort of technologies because I I think because my mom was like, get outside, go play, go get on the swing sets, go hang with your friends, right? She needed time away from us rowdy, uh, rowdy rotten kids. And I chose a path similar to my mom's to become a teacher, but I didn't want to be just any teacher. I didn't see myself as a music teacher. For some reason, I saw myself as becoming a PE teacher because I wanted to add 
skills that I wasn't knowledgeable in. And music was so effortless for me. I didn't see myself as a music teacher because uh, society trains us that you have to work hard in order to get a good living. No, that's not true. The Father designed us all uniquely. And if something is effortless for you to do and you can get paid to do it, that, and you enjoy it, that's like truly living. That's the, the design of the Father. But the deceiver, the enemy, loves to cause division in families, loves to cause confusion in your own mind, and loves to create doubt and fear in you so that you don't reach your, your capacity, your full capabilities that he has designed for your destiny. And during my student teaching experience, I had one great experience and one terrible. I was at an elementary school. Um, the father wants me to say his name, Henry, Henry Michelson. Incredible, incredible man, incredible teacher. Created a legacy program for his students. He grew up in eastern Washington on the farm. And every summer he would help his family uh, with the farming, like actual farming stuff. He was, he was cool. He taught, he had a circus arts program. He had, um, taught to his students. He had learned from his student mentor or mentor teacher, whatever you call, I think from Seattle, if I'm remembering correctly, who had brought the circus arts to the kids to get them moving and get them interested in alternative activities, right? Unicycling, juggling, balance acts, uh, activities like on a balance beam, like a low one, right? Not something where you're going to like break a leg or whatever, but teaching, teaching the foundational skills of circus arts and juggling of the mind. I think the Lord reminded me about it this morning because it was something that when I received protections in 2020 from the top security man that protects President Trump, and he'd deny it to your face because he does. He would never brag that he worked for Trump. He would never even say who he worked for. That's the level of training he provided to me. He never told me who he worked for, but he told me that I'd be a good spy for America. So I figured it out. And uh, he uh, had a, he had survived a stroke. He told me a couple years before I met him. He was at a hospital. The Holy Spirit just said, say the name of the hospital. Say the name of it? Okay, I don't remember the exact name, but I know it was in Atlanta, Georgia. And he was homeless at that time. He was sleeping in the woods or sleeping in his car. I'm not sure which. This was before I met him. It was a, like a heat stroke. And he was in the hospital, but there wasn't enough beds there. And because of lack of money, even though he was a veteran, even though he had all his documentations, they sent him home without even being seen from a doctor. That's the level of disrespect the medical profession has for poor people. He, he had to drive himself home after having a stroke. That's, first of all, not smart. And second of all, it's illegal. That's the truth about America and our health care. If you don't have money, if you, if you, he should have had support through the VA. 
even if it wasn't a VA hospital, he should have 100%. You can't refuse. There, is, there are laws. You can't refuse medical treatment. But he was an older person, and I imagine it was a younger person that didn't know what the laws were and disrespected him, so he couldn't believe it. He was so ticked. He drove himself to, I think, another hospital. Yes, he did. He did, and I don't remember the, the place and the name of it, but he, he told me they did a, a much better job. They provided him rehabilitative services, and uh, when I met him, he was in a wheelchair for some activities. He could, he could walk for some, but he had limited mobility, and he would be tired. And I said, well, um, how are you with juggling he's like what I said I got some I got some juggling balls in my backpack I got from Henry Michelson he was my mentor teacher <laughs> that I've kept since 2008 he gifted it to me for my graduation gift, along with a lot of other things. He was an incredible teacher. I learned how to juggle in front of my students because he transitioned me <clears throat> properly to be a mentor, a mentee teacher, and I took over his classes, and he encouraged me. He'd say things between the classes like, wow, isn't it incredible how the students have adapted to your style? I'd say, what do you mean? He'd say things like, Aaron, you're so quiet and reserved. You get the kids to lean in and listen to you. They're excited to learn from you. I said, they are? He said, oh, yeah. He said, all these young boys, they have crushes on you. I said, they do? He said, oh, yeah, that's why they are volunteering to help you. I said, well, I'm not trying to have that kind of a relationship. He said, no, 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 that's, that's normal. That's healthy. You're not doing anything inappropriate. They're not doing anything inappropriate. They are volunteering because they like you. They can sense that you care about them. One of these students, though, he was a fourth grader. He was a, he was a brat to me one time, and I mere matched his brattiness. He says, I bet you can't even juggle because he was so skilled at it. And I said, you know, you're, you're 100% accurate. I've never learned how. Will you teach me? And then he became a leader in the class because I validated that he was right. And he probably was yelled at at his house, right? He was probably abused at his house, disrespected at his house from a controlling man, I imagine, or maybe a controlling woman. <clears throat> I didn't know his home life, but he never disrespected me after I was kind to him. When you choose love and kindness, it's, it's difficult for people to be mean back to you. And uh, he showed me how to do it. I said, I've never learned before. So what do you think? Can you, can you, because um, there were stations, right? So I'm walking around, I'm observing. I said, can you give me some pointers? So then I was talking to him like he was the teacher, and he loved that. So then he would give me advice. He said, you need to throw it higher. I said, okay, what, what does that do for me? I started giving him higher-level questions right on the spot to a 10-year-old. Kids are smart, 
And if you allow them the opportunity to demonstrate how intelligent they are, they will either rise to the occasion or they won't, right? And I was respectful of him, even though he was given the attitude because I was a different teacher and he, wa- he probably wanted Mr. Michelson to continue teaching him. He didn't like that I was coming in to take over, right? So I had to kind of, you know, do the little s- suck up to the, the, uh, <clears throat> the higher level performers for a little bit, you know? And uh, I quickly learned. Quickly, that child motivated me to learn how to juggle. Because if you're going to be in a leadership position, you better know how to do what you are expecting others to be able to do. Or be humble enough to let them know, hey, I can't do what you do. I'm grateful for you, right? That's, that's, that's the role of a leader. You might not be able to do all the things that your subordinates do because that's not your job. Your job is to motivate them. If you're a leader, your job is to be a visionary for your business or your family and to communicate what needs to be done, right? It is an art to be a leader. And I'm learning every day how to be a better leader. And juggling, juggling for the mind helps children. And it helps adults as well. It's one of the only activities. There are a few handful of physical activities that ignite both sides of the brain. Juggling is one of them. So when I was receiving protections in 2020 from my hero, who is the top, the top man that protects President Trump, he is the most humble man you'd ever meet. And he would deny who he worked for because he is a true patriot. And it is a very dangerous thing for him if he were to say who he worked for, because anybody could, and this is what he told me, anybody could um, abduct me, right? Torture me for information. I've had to experience that in the last three years. People have been sent to me, bad actors, for the last three years of this contest, this global mental health ambassador contest from the richest of the richest nasty sex slavery pedophilia organization that you would never imagine has people in all organizations. But my husband, my hero of 2020 that I married last year, yeah. And his buddies, they're everywhere as well. You don't know who good people are. Just keep being yourself. Just keep being good. Don't harm children. Don't harm older people, right? Be honorable. If you follow the Ten Commandments, your life will be way easier. Or whatever tenets for your faith system, right? Um, juggling for the mind, it helps. It can help adults. It can help bring a skill set to focus on. And uh, at first, when I was teaching him it, he he thought it was silly, right? Because he's a grown adult, right? He's served wars for our country. And here I am teaching him something that I taught my elementary students. And uh, I'm juggling right now as I speak to you. Now, there's different formats for juggling. I only learned a couple different ways to to do it. I did that, like the X pattern, or they call it the U pattern. Um, That was how Mr. Uh, Michelson, Henry Michelson, would teach his students. And he had these, um, oh, what do you call them? They're like laminated dots, targets, or whatever on. He would uh, do uh, Velcro on the wall, 
uh, the double, you know, the double-sided sticky, whatever. And he would stick up the visual implements to help them have uh, visuals to, to toss the, uh, and I say implement because it's not always juggling balls. He would use scarves for the kindergartners because scarves go slower, but it's a different format. Your hands are down instead of up. Uh, the juggling bean bags, the batons, uh, the rings, the larger the implement, the more challenging the skill. And he said, since you've never done it before, Aaron, um, you can practice it, but don't, don't expect yourself to be an expert. These kids, they get to practice uh, the ones that are in his, uh, before school program, they come, uh, I think it was three times a week at that point, but at one point when he was doing it more full time, they would go on tours, they would go to different schools and they would perform their juggling acts in other schools. They were positive ambassadors like I was in the high school with the music company performing our musical stuff. He did it with the elementary kids and he would showcase what was possible if you practice more and it was a it was a positive healthy program in a low income school it was a title 1 school and he helped bring families together he helped a lot of single parent families have a place for their kids to be dropped off so that mom or dad whoever was the parent could get to their jobs and i got to be a part of that experience and learn from him be mentored by him and i added value as well I created an after-school program, and he said, let's do it, even though my university said, my advisor told me not to, but we didn't listen to her. She said, it's too much of a liability. I said, we're trying to get them to move more. This is what our whole degree, all the classes that you guys have trained me on, and now you're telling me not to do it because it's a liability. Well, the same thing is what you guys told me when I was raped from an Army Ranger. And I tried to get therapy for my mental health, the PTSD that it caused. And you told me I'd be kicked out of school because I'd be a liability to you because of the self-harm thoughts that the PTSD caused. I no longer trusted the university. So I made a decision based on what this professional that had real life experience, that had a real job where I was, uh, you know, future hoping to have a, a teaching career. And uh, I listened to him instead of the university. And it ended up being such a neat thing. I'm so glad I didn't listen to them. Whoo! Guess what? Nobody, no, I didn't get in trouble for it. Why didn't I? Because he already spent so many decades teaching and was a professional. And he had good relationships with the principal, the teachers. So they did morning announcements. Every morning they would announce. It was um, getting the kids to participate in physical activities with a family member. Could be a, a parent, could be a sibling, a cousin, anybody, even if they were adopted, you know, their, whoever they considered family. It was my goal was to help them spend more time with their families and to get them moving more. They'd get points, anybody. It was an equal playing field for a contest. And they um, could, it was co- a cooperative, competitive thing where everybody had an equal opportunity to win. Uh, the, ind- the individual that had the most minutes by the end of the uh, eight weeks I was there would win, and then the class that had the most minutes would win. And they made announcements every day, so it was a positive, competitive thing. Within the morning announcements, every single morning for eight weeks, the students knew where exactly they were at because we monitored the progress, or excuse me, once a week, I think it was, because they submitted on a weekly basis their uh, 
their accountability minutes participating. And then I got to see who was participating with who. And the winner actually ended up being a kindergartner. Imagine that. And his, uh, I think he did it with his mom. And it was a little, you know, five or six year old. And he was so excited because he got, he got this big old PLU sweatshirt from my undergrad. It was such a positive thing that didn't harm anybody. Nobody got hurt in it. And in fact, it made the, the family unit stronger. And a lot of those uh, parents were military families. So they were enjoying it because the military encourages exercise. And they don't want their kids to be fat, obese, and lazy. They know <laughs> if you need to be military ready for war, right? You, you can't start fleeing the scene if you're sitting on the couch all day, right? You got to be ready. Worst case scenario, right? Plan for the worst, expect the best. And so it was a, a very positive experience. And uh, I took with me juggling. I continued working on it. At one point, I was, uh, if you count how many times you count each time they're in the air, you know, uh, one, two, three, four, you know, up to count, count, count until, you know, if it drops, then you start over your counting. And at the highest peak, I had gotten up to 100. But like any motor skill, if you don't practice it, right, you got to get back in it. You got to get back in the rhythm. And so when I started teaching my hero 2020 uh, to help him with his brain activity, right, it could help ignite both sides of the brain, bringing healing to his body that could potentially help with his stroke that he was kicked out of hospital for when he went to get help for it and was denied help. Now, surviving a stroke isn't just like, oh, here you go, here's a pill, you're fine. No, it takes years for some people to rehabilitate, and some people never do. One of my community members um, had some brain aneurysms and strokes, so like triple whammy, multiple, and doesn't have mobility of one of their arms. And hasn't for many years and said that many doctors said they will never have mobility of their arms. And I said, well, doctors have a lot of knowledge and I respect what doctors say, but they don't have the final say when it comes to healing because the ultimate healer is the Lord above all lords. And if, if you are given healing from the Father, no one can stop that. No one can stop that. And uh, anything's possible. Anything is possible. This man, this man that protected me, such a good man, is such a good man. I haven't been able to communicate at all with him in a year and a half. When we married last year, I married this man that I helped rehabilitate. We fell in love. He fell in love way faster than I did. He knew right away my value. Good men don't waste time. Good men don't try to lie to you and ruin your reputation. They don't try to put you in compromising positions if you're a woman. Real men cover and protect women. And that's what he did. Even though he didn't trust the man that had reached out to him to help me, he didn't trust him at all. He told me that. I said, why don't you trust him? He said, I can't tell you. I said, why not? He said, because. I can't. I don't want to involve you in anything. And then he started educating me about the RICO Act. I said, what is the RICO Act? So he started explaining to me. And in this book, this uh, Mafia Democracy book, they speak, the author speaks about the RICO Act. I think it was 
I think it was released in the 70s. If I'm 78, I think, is I just read it yesterday. You can fact check me online. The RICO Act is very important to be very particular and careful of who your associations are. Now, I was learning how to operate a smart device when the Lord assigned me this assignment to be the Global Mental Health Ambassador in 2018. He told me I was going to be the person to help people with depression in the world. That was my lifetime assignment. That's what he showed me when he came into my bedroom and showed me the three pillars of Move Happy when I had a different business name, told me the, the mission of Move Happy and guided my beginnings, my foundations. I only had a smartphone for three years at that point. I was a preschooler when it came to smart technology devices. Uh, I've had to learn tech. I've had to learn something that is so uncomfortable for me that I've tried that I tried to choose career paths to avoid at all costs because I, I know that technology isn't my lane. But the Lord loves to do unexpected things. The Lord loves to show and demonstrate his supernatural powers in his ways. When he assigns somebody something, he can teach you. He can equip you with skills that you never had before. He says in his word that the last will be first, the first will be last. You will be the, the head and not the tail. You will be lenders and not borrowers. If you humble yourself before me and you keep me first place, and Jesus spoke out loud, if you are not ashamed of my name, I will not be ashamed of you before my Father. None of us are guaranteed any number of days on the earth. We need to be grateful for every single moment of our lives. And the more grateful we are for what so many of us take for granted, like breathing. When we're more grateful for the gifts that he allows us, he opens up the pathway to giving us more than we ever could have imagined. And I've had a pretty joyful life. I've had a pretty painful life, but I've chosen to focus on the joy because I was plugged into the church as a very young child. My parents did the right thing and got us plugged in to churches and friends. They made great friends. They made outstanding friends. And my parents both came from World War II veterans. Their fathers were in World War II. My mom's father died when she was young. And then she had a stepfather that was also, I believe, a World War II veteran. And uh, she had a lot of pain from the fathers in her life, abandoning the situations and being disrespected. And being the youngest of a, a family of five kids with a single parent, where she had to raise herself, or she had to get help from her older siblings. And uh, my dad's father didn't have any mental health supportive services from the military. They didn't have PTSD as a title. I imagine he used some of his war tactics and probably beat my grandmother. 
uncomfortable things to talk about, but that's the truth. Why were they divorced? Why did she never talk about it? It was such a shameful thing, the D word. She didn't want to say it because back then the churches were very judgmental. But she was in a good church and she volunteered and she was a retired RN and she got into ministry. She became a missionary after she retired. My grandmother was a missionary and I got to hear and learn about volunteering and service from a veteran spouse. who loved her country and loved children. She was a Sunday school teacher. (laughs) Even though I was a mute kid, I was not talking. Everybody was praying for me as a child. The Lord can heal anybody and anything from any pain, no matter how painful the situation is nobody knew why I wasn't talking and I think that's why the Lord assigned me this position in the world because it's like I'm the least likely right but he loves he loves to do stories like that and juggling is just one skill of many skills that I've been able to learn when when the white paper research used to state in the psychology white paper research that children that were abused would have permanent brain damage, that they would not be able to contribute in society. It's not the truth. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for neuroplasticity and people that didn't believe what science said back in the day. Can you imagine... All the people that wouldn't have any TV shows, right? Oprah Winfrey, huge name in the world. Everybody knows her name. She's a living, breathing miracle, proving. She's one of many women and men that are survivors of abuse. She shared her story. She was raped as young as nine years old from, I think, an uncle. It's common. It's extremely common to be disrespected as women from men in society. To to be, even for men, young boys, to be sexually assaulted. But they don't even report their stuff because many of them don't. Because of the shame, because our society, the world, right, shapes men to be warriors, to be strong, and you hide your pains inside. I was trained by the top-trained assassin of Trump, and he told me not to show any emotions. That's what the military trains all their people to do. But that's not working. That's why the military used my blogs, my story, my truth in their Master Resiliency program for their Suicide Watch soldiers and airmen. After only one or two blogs, because I had just started sharing my content, just started learning about it online. What has been done in the past is causing lots of unnecessary pains in people and not supporting your people is causing a lot of people to end their lives. 
when you could be helping them. And that is why the Lord assigned me this position in the world to be responsible for everyone with depression. It's a lot of responsibility and he had to allow for me to go through all the pains of my life to speak from an authentic place. And he had to allow for the military to observe for 24-7, round the clock, observation, multiple people all the time in my tech, seeing how I respond to people, seeing how I react to situations, testing me on purpose, sending high-ranking military officers into my car while I was a Lyft driver, and then having them change the stories around and try and prostitute me on the military installation. I've had to deal with so much bullshit for this contest in the last three years on purpose. On purpose. Men that should be covering and protecting women in America trying to damage my reputation. It's not in my imagination. President Biden is trying to turn America and all of all of the people involved in the Illuminati are trying to turn America into another land of prostitution and making it perfectly acceptable to sexualize children because so many of them are getting paid so much money to harm the children. 49% of child abductions start in America, and then they are sold and shipped overseas, sexualized, and when they get too old to where they're not compliant anymore, they harvest the teenagers' organs for wealthy people that need new organ transplants. It's illegal. It's sick. And they tried to get me to join their cult in 2018, in 2019. And then in 2020, they sent a PhD of divinity who lied to me about my own faith system, using my own faith system's language that is straight from Revelations. And she paid the payment to have me killed to President Biden's top security man. And he took her money and he tricked her and he provided me protections to Trump's team because he was like, holy shit, Aaron is in some real deep shit and he just met me. He decided to protect me. He decided to put himself at risk. And six months later, that same man, I imagine they threatened him because he took me on a fake date and asked me to suck his penis in public in the middle of Nashville, Tennessee, twice, wasted my time, and told me that he had over a 1,000 acres when six months before he only had 150 to 200. So where did the 800 acres come from? And when I looked online, there was a website that you can figure out uh, based on the geographic location that he told me the acres were at, um, he was paid over a million dollars to damage my reputation. Meanwhile, I've been blocked from making money in America for three years. And you say that you want equal pay. If Kamala Harris was president, I think she'd be very upset with the evidence that's about to be revealed to all major news outlets in America and in Europe. If you don't fix your fuck up, Biden, you've got 40 days. 40 days to fix the worst competition ever. Your name will go down in history as another Hitler. Is that, is that how you desire to be known in the world? Is that how America desires to be known in the world? Because that's what's about to go down. Fix it. You have 40 days to fix your fuck-ups. To release Trump 
and all the January 6th people because of your ego, because you committed treason and used me without my permissions. You didn't ask me and you didn't pay me to be a spy. And then you tried to have me killed last year when I married that same man that provided me protections. Yeah. Juggling of the mind. Yeah. You've juggled way too much shit in the air. And all the balls are about to drop. I'm not bluffing. I let the powers that be know that I might die for what I mailed. I'm willing to die for my country and to protect the children of the world. Are you willing to die for the organization that's paying you to harm the children of the world? I don't need to make threats. You've already been paid to have me killed in America, an American citizen. You've committed treason. You've committed acts of terrorism against your own citizens. And the Holy Spirit doesn't like you. Does not like you at all. He told me not to cry for you. That's why he reveals truths to me. I have a supernatural anointing that he has given me. And then it's validated in society after the fact. And I'm like, holy moly, is the Holy Spirit powerful. He revealed your bank account, Mr. Biden. Yeah, your website, your illegal money laundering website in 2021. I had no idea back then you were a pedophile. I was trying to bring unity to America because I didn't watch the news. I haven't watched the news for a long time. If I ever watch it, it's because I'm forced to because it's on at the gym and it's in front of my face. And I don't want to run on the treadmill and close my eyes because I will fall off. (laughs) They know. The spies in my tech, they know I don't watch the news. So they have me follow accounts to get me informed, to get me educated. Because they see me as a leader. The military loves me. The good military people, they love me because I respect my elders. I tried to respect you for three years. I tried to not get political at all for three years when both political parties tried to get me to pick sides. It's very much, we are very much ran like the mafia. As I, the more I read this book, our nation is, is ran very much like the mafia. My options in 2020, I was forced to suck a man's penis for protections to stay alive. And I'm a Christian woman after I called for help. When, when a man was acting out the plans of killing his own mother and the police erased my phone call. Yeah, that was my option. Option number one. I had to prostitute my body to stay alive in America. And then I was being forced to marry the other person between the two political parties. Get fucking over yourselves. Quit trying to use women in society. We don't like it. He quickly realized I couldn't be controlled and manipulated. That's why he liked... President Trump's top security guy, he liked that. He liked that I couldn't be bought. He, li- he tested me in all kinds of ways. Because initially, I was his assignment. I was his assignment to see what kind of information they could get off of me. And they all signed a contract to steal from me for three years. With the child pedophiles. Pedophiles. Yeah. Nasty. The child sacrificers. They couldn't believe it. They could not believe 
the level of influence I have grown so quickly. And he knew right away. He said, I think it's the Illuminati that's after you. I said, really? You think that's them? He said, oh, yeah. I said, they tried to get me to join their group, their cult, back in 2018 when I first launched Move Happy. When I first started doing Instagram ads, they were messaging me in the DMs. He said, do you know what they are? I said, no. I just They sounded like a cult to me. They said, in order for me to join their group, I... I couldn't know anything about it. I just had to join it. But I said, I grew up in the hood, and we had a D.A.R.E. officer, and he taught us about associations, and you could get arrested for being associated with bad people, even if you didn't do anything wrong. And he smiled. He goes, oh, you had a D.A.R.E. officer, huh? What was his name? And I said, Mr. Wright? He goes, you remembered his name? I said, yeah, of course I did. His, his mother or grandmother was a substitute, and I think it was his father was the security officer of the high school. We had a real tight community. Yeah, there was a lot of crime because it was a low-income area. That's what happens in low-income areas. You get more crime because you get less supportive services from the first responders because they are paid more to go to the rich houses. That's that's just reality. We had to learn how to be self-sufficient and look out for each other, look out for our community members. And uh, I refused multiple times to join this cult, and then they paid to have me killed. You either join their cult or they kill you in America. That's what our leadership, President Biden, has turned America into. No matter what, they pay the media to show you fake information. I'll bring you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. When you grow swiftly into a leadership position, you quickly see all the bullshit and the terrible realities of what the world is. But Jesus said, I'm a, I came so that they might have an abundant life. Jesus knew about the people that were sacrificing the children. He could read people's not minds. Yeah, he gave me that ability. When was this, Father? Was it last June? When I was just started working in an HVAC job, they, uh, the Democratic Party had uh, reached out to the owner of my house that I was renting a room from, my old co-worker from the post office, his uh, his buddies were in the military. His his uh, male buddy was retired, and he had a landscaping business, and his wife was a psychologist on the military post. They went to her and either sold the house, bought it at such a high price so that I had to move, or they told her, hey, make sure you get them to move out the house because uh, we don't want her around. She's not a good person. They made up some bullshit lies so that I'd be forced to move while I started a new job. I had two weeks' notice. They wanted seven days. They wanted us to move out illegal. And I told this gentleman, because my husband had forced me to move out of our house, told me he wanted a divorce. And all of his buddies were harassing me because both political parties tried to use me. Yeah, fucking losers. And he couldn't believe that they committed treason. He couldn't believe that they threatened my former friend of seven years to disassociate from me and forced her to make a phone call and then traced our location and were trying to kill us. So he said, you got to move out. He couldn't believe the level of disrespect when he asked to retire. So I tried to move on in life because he wouldn't even communicate with me. And when I texted him one time, my phone got destroyed. So I knew nobody wanted me reaching out to my own husband. Fucked up country. Fucked up country. Worst contest ever. 
So I was dating an officer of the military. And he kindly let me move into one of his bedrooms. He had a four-bedroom spot because he had two kids. But his ex was terrible and cost him his parenting rights. So he had spots for his children to come and visit him. And he didn't want to talk about it, so I didn't ask him questions about his ex. I was like, hey, that sounds like it's a sore sh- subject. I'm very sorry. So I paid him rent. Brand new person. I just started dating. And I'm paying rent. And I was hiding my... I had two vehicles. I wasn't even supposed to live there. I was subletting. And I was praying that my cars would stay hidden. And luckily, they didn't check the parking lot for my work vehicle. Yeah. And my bosses assholes wasted my time so much fucking time and then I was sexually harassed there and blocked from making money and I reported racism I reported it all reluctantly because men told me to report and then it made it worse for me at my job and they covered it up and the Democratic Party hacked into their website and erased all records of me working there fucking worst contest of my life they targeted me because they wanted me to join their sex slavery cult they tried to ruin my reputation as a christian woman survivor of sexual assault and rape they tried to ruin my marriage by killing us when he asked to retire worst president ever there are no laws in america that's what i've learned if you have money you can get away with everything And they've stolen all of my intellectual properties. Anything that I wrote in my devices. Completely stolen. So I started writing my book at the library. On the library computers. I started typing on a separate device. Because I couldn't trust my own devices that I paid for. Because of this fucking loser cloud technologies. Worst invention ever. And somebody in my community suggested that I release my story. And who was that somebody? That was my husband before we were forced to separate. So it was something that I could work on to keep my mind on positive things when I've been so confused on purpose from the military, from the United States fucking military, on purpose confused me, using my own husband. After trying to have us killed. Worst country in the world. All for a fucking contest. That the Lord assigned to me. Yeah, and I'm cursing a lot. Get fucking over yourselves. Get fucking over yourselves. Worst country in the world. When my husband and I reunited, I'm going to ask him, do you want to stay with me? Because I've dated other people. He knows it. All of his buddies listen in on my tech. Whether or not I'm using the tech, they just spy in on it. I have nothing to hide. I told him that. I tried to be an honorable wife, and they tried to kill us when he asked to retire in America, forcing him into slavery and forcing me into fear. As two ministers. Yeah, worst country in the world. That's the truth. So I'm going to ask him, do you want to stay in America? Do you want to stay in this shithole country that Biden has turned our country into? Or do you want to move somewhere else? Maybe live on a nice island somewhere. I know there's a lot of rich people that have faked their deaths. Why couldn't we do that too? (laughs) 
What, where would you like to live, my love? That's what I'm going to ask him. What would you like to do? Because I tried to allow this man dignity in his last few years of life. He wanted to bless me with his retirement money. I said, I don't want your money. I want to earn my own money. Now, I'm not going to turn down a blessing, but I want you to write up on a prenup of how you want the money to be allocated so nobody ever disrespects me because I've had men disrespect me my whole life, lie about me my whole fucking life. And in the last three years, 18,250 men were paid a lot of money on purpose to ruin my reputation and to tell people lies about me. And he told me he would get a prenup drafted up, but he never did. He lied to me too. Everybody fucking lied to me. America fucking sucks. That's where my mindset is at right now. I have zero fucks left. 40 days. 40 days for you to fix your fuck-ups, both political parties. You're going to be donating a lot of money to Aaron Nicole Ministries. My husband and I, we own everything together. There are no prenups. There's nothing. Nothing's going to separate me from my husband any further. And if anybody tries to harm my husband, retaliation will be inevitable. Don't fucking mess with my family anymore. Don't fucking waste my energy and send people to my DMs harassing me. I keep filing reports to the FBI. What's that, Father? $100,000. Okay, for every person that harasses me and has harassed in the last three years, $100,000 will be paid to Aaron Nicole Ministries, tax-free. I will not be paying any taxes to the government for the rest of my life because 90% of our income that flows through will be given away after I turn 40 years old to whomever the Lord tells us to give our money to. I'm a child of the Most High King. I'm in the bloodline. I'm a descendant of King David who slayed Goliath and you royally disrespected a child of royal blood in America. You underestimated me a classy lady from the hood, and you've brought my hood persona out. You've done this. You've chosen. You've, you've all chosen this. All political parties. Women are done with the bullshit. We have to deal with so much fear, living in fear, projected fear in the media. I ain't afraid of no bullies. Y'all bunch of pussies. Yeah, I said it. Get fucking over yourself. 40 days to fix your fuck-ups. How dare you fuck little boys and girls, Biden, Obama. How dare you profit $10 million per child to sacrifice them in private. And then you try to project to the media telling everybody that you are helping People with their student loans telling people that you are helping lower Medicare costs, medicine prescription costs, when you are getting payments illegally in bank accounts that the Holy Spirit reveals to me. Yeah. You underestimated the power of love. Love is the most powerful force in the world and not the inappropriate love that you are choosing to identify as your relationship with little boys and girls. The Lord doesn't like pedophiles. You will be removed from office. And the military has already decided that crimes against children is not forgivable. You will be killed. 
And he reveals to me when you are committing the sex acts in real time. That is why you tried to have me killed 17 times. And that is why Trump's team protects me. Because he represents the real military. The most fierce military from all over the world. You don't know who his associations are. <clears throat> the tables have turned. The tables have turned. And uh, you will be releasing him. You will be dropping all charges. You will be fully exonerating him. And you will be paying his family. How much, Father? How much for emotional damages to the Trump organization? $120 billion? Wow. The Democratic Party will be paying $120 billion with a B to the Trump Foundation. I don't care how much or how little money you have. Talk amongst all your associations that you're getting illegal payouts from the pharmaceutical industry and from all your connections to your clean energy foundation that you keep trying to send to me to get promotions on my podcast. Yeah, you ain't using Aaron Nicole anymore. I'm a child of the Most High King. You bow down to the Lord above all lords or he destroys you. Those are your options. He is love and light, but he is also darkness and wrath. You brought the wrath out of me. And you brought it out of my husband. Big fucking mistake when you tried to kill us last year. Big fucking mistake. Juggling. Juggling of the mind. Anybody can repent to the Father at any point in time. You can repent to the Father even when you're on your last day of earth. The two men that were crucified with Jesus, one of them was a thief. And Jesus looked over at him and he said, Today you will be in paradise with me. And a lot of people that have stolen from me, I want to give you hope. Because I don't desire for revenge. What I desire is to get my husband back. And I desire for us all to be unified again as the United States of America. And to be able to pick my own schedule. And to be with my husband. And to not live in fear in America. And to not have people fuck with my money. Basic rights. All of my rights have been stolen in the last three years. As well as slandering my name. I want you to fix your fuck ups. Do the right thing. Make good decisions. Don't harm children. Basic, decent behaviors. Anything that you do in private that you are ashamed about talking publicly about, probably not something that you desire people to know about. So just don't do the things. Repent of your ways to the Father. Ask for forgiveness. He is faithful and just to forgive all sins. He doesn't measure sin differently. What's that, Father? Okay, he's sending me first or second? Okay, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians is in the New Testament. So you can join me. I'm just sitting on my bed and getting comfortable here. My back is hurting pretty badly today, so I'm trying to not think about that. I'm trying to focus on how I can help you. Second Corinthians 2, 3. I wrote as I did so that when I came... I should not be distressed by those who ought to make me rejoice. 
I had confidence in all of you that you would all share my joy. For I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. Okay, the Lord says, keep reading. If anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent, not to put it too severely. The punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient for him. Now instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. The reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Okay, the Lord says, keep reading. Now when I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened a door for me, I still had no peace of mind because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went on to Macedonia. But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ, and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are the smell of death, to the other the fragrance of life. And who is equal to such a task? Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. Amen. We do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ we speak before God with sincerity, like men sent from God. There are so many churches, the big churches, I've learned a lot from in their free content online, but what I learned... Okay, yeah? Say the name? Okay. What I learned about Bishop T.D. Jakes from uh, one of my old colleagues uh, last fall, I was working at the Oak Grove Gaming and Racing Facility in Oak Grove, Kentucky, just over the border of Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, he visited that church. Um, he's a retired veteran. He served, uh, I think he said uh, eight years, if I'm remembering correctly, from Chicago, moved down here. He's a grandfather. He takes care of his grandson. He was working two jobs, and he's a veteran. He shouldn't be working two jobs. He shouldn't have to do all that. That's, that's our tough economy, and he told me he visited... Bishop T.D. Jakes, the potter, I think it's called the potter's house in, I think it's in Texas somewhere. And he said, yeah, I tried to walk down to the front section to have a seat up close, and they stopped me. They said, nope, you can't sit up front. He said, what do you mean I can't sit up front? They said, those are $1,000 seats. Are you going to pay $1,000? He said, are you kidding me? You're charging people tickets to sit in the front seat in a church? I couldn't believe it when he shared that with me the hypocrisy that the churches have forgotten about. You wouldn't be anything without the Lord above all lords. If you're going to charge $1,000 for seats, then you might as well turn it into a circus. Now, here's the other caveat, and here's what they would probably argue to you. They have death threats. When they have such a large church body, they have death threats. They have to hire security teams to protect them. How do I know that? 
Well, I used to sing on a worship team at a church where we had hired security. Because when you are in a uh, leadership position in, in faith systems, there are weirdos that will harm you and your church body because they don't believe in your faith system. It happens in America. It happens overseas. It happens everywhere. If you are a generous person, though, the Lord will protect you. And if he brings you home, so what? He brings you home. Then you've finished your assignment on the earth. That's the level of training I received from the military. And I was very angry earlier, and I think the Lord wanted to remind me to get into the scriptures because I said some very bad words that I wouldn't want any children to hear. And that's, I'm being truthful. I have a repentant heart. I have a very difficult time releasing my stress right now because I've had zero income. I had $15 somewhere around July 8th. I've been blocked from making money in America. I was falsely arrested for protecting children. This lady, this former boss that owes me $11,400, slandered my name. They sent my social security number, my address, my mailing address to lawyers in my community, damaging my reputation on purpose without any due process. And she owes me over $11,400 when she prostituted her boyfriend, a brand new boyfriend after one date and moved him into the house, harming her children, putting her children at risk. And the sheriff knew it. They came to my house days before when someone tried to break into my house. And the only reason why they were able to arrest me for the warrant is because a sheriff snipped my taillights. Yeah, I've been harassed and bullied in America long fucking enough. I got my security license as an unarmed security guard from the third largest company in the world. Allied Universal, and they owe me money as well. Everybody is fucking messing with my money, and no one is getting held accountable. And everyone is testing and watching and paying attention to see how far I will go until I lose my shit. I've reached out for assistance. I got assistance through the Catholic Charities, and they were blocking my emails from being sent to her right before her eyes. And she knew right away I was telling the truth about everything. She said, send it to my personal email. And then they hacked into her personal working phone that she had her personal email connected to so that she could do her job. Enough with the espionage. She's a veteran spouse, and she knew right away. I told her, I said, I reported racism in the workplace last fall because I had to tell her my work history. I said, I reported racism of my coworker. They were experiencing racism. This person stood up for me in the workplace because I was being sexually harassed. They used to be a woman and they had a sex change. Her eyes got all big. She's like, oh my gosh. I said, yeah, everybody loves me wherever I go because I'm kind to people. The only people that don't like me are the ones that have listened to the lies told about me and believed them or they're getting paid a lot of money to damage my reputation. So I'm going to court next week. I'm facing a year in jail on false charges when I was protecting children in America. And this lady is a former employer. I was a W-2 employee. And she didn't even fire me. She didn't even ask me to quit. I had to email her and say, since you stopped communicating with me and put me in limbo for a man, a military officer who knows better, who had his own money. He didn't have to prostitute his body. He chose to move in. He told me, Aaron, I took your out half your hours away, didn't I? I said, yes, you did. He knew it. I warned 
I warned him. I said, this woman is no good. She's going to cost you your military status. Is she worth that to you? Now I'm facing a year in jail time. I ain't worried about nothing. Because if I go to jail, every single inmate is going to know about this woman that was abusing and neglecting her children. And they're going to know her address. And they're going to tell all of their buddies how much money she makes. Retaliation is real. I don't seek revenge. I tell people the truth. And if it comes up in conversation, it comes up in conversation. I've reached out to the Jewish committee to to be there in court to hear the story. I'm going to submit all the evidence, all the truth. And if I'm still arrested after all of that, then you know that judge was paid. Then you know that Aaron Nicole is being persecuted in America for being a Christian and for protecting children and for asking for money owed to her, which is her legal right in a right-wing state. If I am put in jail for any amount of time, I will be suing the county that I live in. I will be suing the state that I live in, and I will be suing the federal government. Every single organization my husband and I will be suing. And we'll make sure that President Trump gets all, 100%, any, any assistance, any money flowing through, 90% of the money that we'll be giving away, we'll make sure it's to all causes that President Trump and his family signify as important. Because he was royally disrespected. And you tried to use me to get information off of his team without my permission. And I'm married into his security team that protects all American citizens that didn't want any credit that are honorable veterans. The more experienced, the wise, that respect women and children. If I serve any jail time at all, beyond what I already had to pay, $260 to bail myself out of jail. Fucking joke. I will make sure every single officer and jail guard that was working that night, my husband will find out their names, their addresses. They will lose their jobs. They will get forced to be put in jail falsely. If that's what you want, to cause more division in America, that's what we're going to do. Then you're going to have to hire more people in the county that I live in and put even more strain on taxpayers. You didn't think this through. You did not think this through at all. I am an asset. I'm a multi-trillion dollar asset to America and the world that you've been stealing from for three years. And you're trying your best to destroy me, destroy my joy, destroy my reputation, destroy my life. Take everything that doesn't belong to you. And the Lord has had enough. The Lord fights my battles for me. In one moment, in a blink of his eye, he can make all of you disappear. And maybe, maybe that's what he's planning to do. I mean... 
I imagine if my husband protects presidents and has done his whole life that he probably knows where all of the nuclear warheads are. You made very poor decisions when you tried to kill your top trained assassin of America and tried to cover it up and tried to frame his wife as being involved in your Illuminati group. He loves me deeply and no matter no matter how many people are involved in this deep state, he knows that I'm good. And the true patriots, they know that I'm good. I ain't afraid of nothing. I ain't afraid of no bullies. I ain't afraid of your bullshit. Move the fuck out of office. You're embarrassing America. I have friends all over the world. They can't stand you, Biden. They can't stand what you're turning America into. You are the Hitler. You've chosen this. And the CCP of Toronto, they are laughing at Americans because they can't wait to just take us over. But uh, <laughs> my husband trained me the best, EOS. I won't say nothing about nobody. And I ain't afraid to go to war. I hope you're prepared. I know my job is going to be to protect the children. And whatever my husband asks me to do, I will do it with excellence and with a good attitude. When the internet gets shut down in November and you can't get access to your nasty money to pay all these people that you've made promises to, they're going to get very upset with you. And uh, they're going to retaliate. <laughs> 40 days to fix your fuck-ups. Don't be late. And uh, handle this jail situation, otherwise... I'm going to spill the tea on the last year. And that's going to be in a court of law that will be public record that anyone, anywhere in the world, can get access to. <laughs> Checkmate, bitch. You underestimated a lady from the hood. Anything else, Father, on juggling of the mind? Anything else? Okay, he says, I want you to speak to them directly about my love I have for them. Tell me more, Father. You want me to read some scriptures? Okay. Oh, the Holy Spirit is so cool. I love how he's growing me. Okay. Matthew. He wants me to get to Matthew. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament. What chapter, Father? 14.5. <clears throat> John the Baptist beheaded. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered him a prophet. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for them and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me her on a platter, the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed. But because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. You want me to keep reading, Father? He says, yes, keep reading. 
When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men besides women and children. So there was probably about ten thousand or more people, since they only counted the men. Keep reading, Father. Yes, he says. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at uh, Genesaret, I think is how you say it. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. Jesus healed the sick. He fed the hungry. He walked on water. There is nothing nothing that the Lord can't do and can't empower his children to do. Jesus Jesus was the only son of God that was born of a virgin. The Holy Spirit impregnated her. And he demonstrated how to protect and cover women. And he also demonstrated that children of the Most High King there is no limit to what is possible when you believe in your level of faith in the Creator. When you believe that He can provide for you and you ask Him to provide for you, He can. 
but it also means that you are at risk. For John the Baptist was beheaded from a dancer, right? She was a stripper. She was so good at her job that she danced, she stripped for the king, right? Nothing is new in this world. And she was from the enemy. The enemy had planted seeds through her connections to kill John the Baptist, who was preaching the truth. And men didn't want to lose their power. And the people that were getting payouts, handouts from the king, didn't want him to lose his kingdom. Because Jesus was uh, able to do things without money, and it threatened them. The same thing has happened to me for the last three years of this contest. They've tried to kill me multiple times. They've underestimated me, my associations, my friends, uh, the creations, the gifts that the, the Father has gifted me, and they've tried to steal from me and ruin my reputation and my story. They've tried to erase me off the face of the earth. They've tried to just tell people that I'm suicidal because they don't understand what true healing is of the Father. They don't see it because they weren't in my bedroom in 2018 when the Lord came to me directly. He comes to the brokenhearted. He comes to the humble. And he desires to have a personal relationship with you that no one can steal from you. Once you're connected to the Father, you're always connected if you choose to be obedient and stay close with Him and choose to learn, spend time with Him in the Word and the Scriptures and choose to apply it into your life to being a more loving, kind human being to others. We don't need to make a lot of money to make a positive difference in the world. But He does desire to allocate more resources, more financial resources to those that are choosing to be obedient to him so he will be blessing me and my family for the rest of my life because I have won this contest he assigned it to me in, in the world created positions because he is in charge of everybody he has caused people to be good to me of all faith systems and even those that don't have any faith identity my whole life he loves me deeply because I continue to love him and to love others. Keep your life simple. Don't try to complicate it by getting too big too fast. Be the best you can in all circumstances. Do the best you can in all circumstances. Show up to your job. Communicate with your bosses. Do above and, and beyond. Be kind to your co-workers and your neighbors. Lend a helping hand to those that need it. If you know how to help and you can, and you have the means to do so, do it. If the Lord assigns you something, to talk to a stranger and to encourage someone, do it. Be obedient. That's what I've learned. I never regret being kind to other people. The last three years, they've tried to steal my joy. They've tried to make me question and not trust people at all. And I'm not the only one. They forced the pandemic to get us to isolate, to force us into psychosis, all of us. And they're not paying for any of our mental health resources. They're expecting us to just fix the problems that they've caused. But he said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. 
Okay, he's sending me to another verse. John 16. John is the uh, fourth book of the New Testament. John 16. 16, 6 is what he wants me to read to you. John 16, 6. Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment, in regard to sin because men do not believe in me, in regard to righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and in regard to judgment because the Prince of the world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear, but when he the Spirit of Truth comes. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. Keep reading, Father? Yes, he says. Some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me, and because I am going to the Father? They kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this so he said to them are you asking one another what I meant when I said in a little while you will see me no more and then after a little while you will see me I tell you the truth you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices you will grieve but your grief will turn to joy a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth. My Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. You have not, because you ask not. If you ask in Jesus' name, he is faithful and just to give you what you need and what you ask for in his perfect timing. So be intentional about what you speak. Be very cognizant of what you speak aloud and what you teach your children in your household. If you tell your children you'll never amount to anything, they probably won't, because your words as a parent are powerful. However, if you encourage your children to think unlimited, think outside of the box, encourage them to fail and make mistakes, to take risks, that is what uh, Sarah Blakely's parent 
her father every day at the dinner table would say what did you guys fail at today and he would get upset with them if they didn't try new things he was teaching them how to take risks how to think outside of the box and she just recently in the last year or two sold her business banks for over a billion dollars she grew it from nothing she got featured on Oprah Winfrey's show and that helped her take her product to the market uh, I'm going to be meeting Oprah Winfrey in 40 days. She's going to be in the room with all the presidents, all the first ladies. How do I know that? Because the Lord has given me the gift of prophecy and visions. He's given me a lot of gifts. Mind reading, music, therapies. It is limitless when you choose to love. Love is the most powerful force in the world. So if you don't have a personal relationship with the Father yet and you'd like to be able to connect with Him directly, repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. I can't earn it. I can't buy it. You give it freely to those who truly believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I make mistakes, but I don't desire to anymore. Please forgive me for everything that is not in alignment with how you desire me to live. Please cleanse me of all of my mistakes, Father, and replace in my body. If I have sicknesses, Father, if I have mental illness that is attracting me to children or to attracting me to sin or to harmful things, Father, cleanse me. Break those chains immediately and replace it with your truth that I can be holy. I can be focused on you and worship you and choose to focus and act according to the scriptures that say to focus on all the good things. Philippians 4, 8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is righteous and pure, to think on these things. Father, thank you. Thank you for giving me a second chance at life. I promise to honor you with my whole self. And if I ever get out of alignment, Father, send me spiritual leaders to coach me, to help me be better. Thank you. I pray this in your heavenly name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged into a Bible-based church. Uh, you're going to have to get plugged into a real physical church because the Internet's going to be shut down in November. Um, I am 100% confident in that. The Holy Spirit reveals things to me. And some things uh, I'm waving, wavering on that I'm like, um, is that my imagination or is that from the Scriptures? No, uh, the Internet will be shut down very specifically. He continues to remind me to speak that out loud and to educate as many people as possible so that uh, you don't go mentally insane because when the Internet goes down, all phone lines will not work. Landlines and cell phones. So you need to be plugged into church bodies of people that can look out for you and the children in your community. And uh, we're all going to have to figure out new ways of communicating. Jobs, there are way too many W-2 jobs that are heavily reliant on people's personal cell phone devices that aren't going to be working. So it's going to cause 
instant frustration. So uh, I thank you in advance for uh, praying for my family, praying for peace and stability in America. And is there anything else, Father, you desire for me to ask? Okay, he says just to pray. Pray for your families. Pray for your communities. America is supposed to be in God we trust. And God has not been allowed in America for a long time because of these satanic people that are harming the children in private. He's had enough. He has had enough. So pray. Pray that he shows mercy on those that deserve it. And he brings his justice to those that don't. Anything else, Father? He says, nope, wrap it up. I love you guys. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.